Did you see that article in Trib over the weekend? It talked about Pastor Donovan Price. What he does is above and beyond. He's a victim's advocate, and he responds to crime scenes across the city to assist families. And, you know, he tries to just give them a hug and give them some counseling and consoling. We're talking about grieving relatives. And through that, he might go to as many as 10 crime scenes on the most violent nights in the city. And he said he feels mentally exhausted, though not burned out, thanks to his faith. He said, quote, it's not a burnout. It's just a kind of fatigue-oriented situation. That's what he told the Chicago Tribune. And in that article, they started talking about crisis fatigue. Think about it. If you're in a city the size of Chicago, of course, crime, violence, carjackings, COVID, monkeypox. I mean, the list goes on and on. If you consume any news, sometimes that that weighs on you. And mental health professionals are now identifying it as crisis fatigue. In the article, Ariana Gallagher was quoted. She's joining us right now on Chicago's Afternoon News. She's a licensed social worker trained in working with trauma victims. This is something normally you would see in police officers or first responders. Now is it becoming more common for people who just hear about it or witness it or read about it? Well, that's a great question. Um, I, I think everybody right now is dealing with their own kind of level of personal stress and to varying degrees. You know, it depends on your life circumstances and just the things that are, are happening in your world. But most of us are, are kind of equipped to handle one, two, maybe even three sort of crisis situations at a time. But when stress piles on top of stress and, and we're dealing with multiple things at once, there there does come a point of exhaustion and fatigue that um, can be difficult to know how to manage. You just kind of run out of gas. Yeah, and I see a lot of women, a, a lot of my friends have even talked to their doctors about not being able to sleep. And many times the doctors will tell them, hey, no news after 7 o'clock at night. Don't watch the 10 o'clock news on TV. Try not consume stuff off of social media because, you know, it's not just about the crime in the city, but, you know, the kids that are doing these carjackings, sometimes they're 8, 9. Um, then what people in Highland Park and the surrounding areas that kind of reverberated through Chicago after a mass shooting, what they're feeling, it's it is described as traumatic. Is it almost like post-traumatic stress syndrome? This, what is the, the real foundation and the meaning of crisis fatigue? Well, so crisis fatigue, I, I think, really is specific to feeling a level of, of stress without the proper time energy and and resources to be able to replenish. So a lot of people that are dealing with with crisis fatigue, they're they're doing a a really common human thought process where we kind of clump bad things together. And so it starts to feel like the whole world is bad. 
and that we start to sort of lose hope in humanity when we just see bad thing after bad thing after bad thing piling up. And especially when we have limited agency or control over the outcome of, of what happens next in our world, that can be very demoralizing. And so a, a lot of times what we're talking about is actually uh, something that we call moral injury. So moral injury tends to manifest um, very similarly to the, the signs and symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder in terms of how people experience it. But moral injury is really where we start to sort of question whether or not we live in a just world. And um, what a lot of us are sort of raised with the belief that if we work hard and do the right things, then then good things will happen. But then when we see over and over again these examples to the contrary where bad things happen to good people, then it, it becomes really difficult to maintain our faith in humanity. And, and that is quite exhausting. Yes, it is. Ariana Gallagher, Gallagher is a licensed social worker trained in working with trauma victim, victims we're talking about crisis fatigue. I mean, let's face it, everybody's wrapping up summer, hoping for a calmer autumn. And there's an article about this in the Chicago Tribune. And Ariana, I just thought it was intriguing because I really hadn't heard the term crisis fatigue before. Someone also just sent in a text and said they believe they saw WGN TV do a story on this about one of their reporters who had PTSD because of how many reports she did on crime and how many crime scenes she had to witness and report on. And it certainly impacted her. And so when I started out talking to you, I, I kind of got the feeling that maybe this was always associated with perhaps reporters like that or or like Donovan Price, the, the pastor who goes to scenes and consoles grieving families or goes to their homes or police or firefighters. Um is this one of those things where social media factors into crisis fatigue in everyday individuals? It certainly can. You know, social media is, is a bit of a double-edged sword, as we know. You know, there are a lot of great benefits to being able to connect with other people in this virtual space. But just like with all good things, um, there are diminishing returns in, in certain respects, and, and there can be too much of a good thing. And so sometimes when, when what you're exposed to via social media or the news or just however you're consuming your information, um, when all of the news seems to be bad news, it can be really difficult to maintain a balanced perspective about the world. And um, legitimately, there are some bad things happening right now. So I, I don't want to be Pollyanna and, and sort of paint this rosy picture, but it is really important to, when we find ourselves surrounded by a lot of really negative and, and bad news, um, to be intentional about also seeking out something good that's legitimately good, you know, not not just the fluff, but you know, for every negative news story, there are also examples like the pastor you're referencing, you know, that are working really hard to contribute something good to the world. 
And so I think it's really important that we're intentional about consuming bad information as well, kind of alongside the bad news. Okay, so that's one of the ways to try and avert this crisis fatigue. Ariana Gallagher is a licensed social worker working with trauma victims. We were talking about crisis fatigue. So we've got about 30 seconds left. Um, Stay away or at least try and balance some of the news with good news. What about, I don't know if this is your thing, but remember when Oprah had everybody writing in a gratitude journal every day? Does that help? (laughs) I think it's always good to remind yourself of what you're grateful for in, in your personal life, even when really bad things are happening being able to to let those those things that do bring joy and bring meaning and purpose to your life sort of be an, an anchor to guide you through those difficult times. Anything else you could share with us that could help us avert this? Well, I think as folks are, are recognizing that their level of stress is high, being able to reach out and seek support, you know, that really is what, what counseling and, and mental health therapy are for to help folks navigate stress and and figure out how best to put the right supports in place. Thank you so much for joining us. That's something I think we can all work on. And based on the text messages coming in, this is something people suffer from. All right, coming up next, the news with Steve Bertrand. Lisa Dent, WGN. 